lately, though, I've been, uh, I've been buying the generic brand of wax beans. You know, I rip off the label. I can hardly tell the difference. Officially bottomed out. Who's our next guest? We got no one. We need a new format. We should shut down and retool. guest host. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. show of the year that's if you count the jewish calendar as a year i think wait i think that's true we always take a break between uh, what the labor day weekend but really i think we come back and it's the jewish new year i think it comes very early this year very early yes it's true so yes our final show of the year well you know that's why i always play that seinfeld clip at the end boy we have officially we have officially bottomed out we gotta, we gotta retool. We gotta come back, and then when we come back on September seven, I'll play the other clip. We've got a new show. It's edgier and uh, and youthful, <laughs> which of course isn't true. But we have officially bottomed out. Uh, that's true. No, we haven't. No, we're having the best time of our lives, right? Everything's cool. It's the Nightfly program, everybody. How you doing today? I am uh, Dave Juskow, and I am so happy to be here for this final episode. I got to tell you, even though I am in good spirits and in a good mood, I have been sick. I got myself sick because I am a paranoid, crazy Jew who said on the last podcast, oh my God, I'm going to party so much. That's how I get sick. And then I got sick. So there could be coughing. There could be wheezing. There will be throat clearing. I will hopefully edit all that out, so it's not disgusting. I actually did what I said I was going to do, and I got myself sick. I can't even believe it. Is it psychosomatic? I don't know. I had to go to the city MD yesterday because I, I did well. For you know, I thought maybe I'd, you always have to think you have COVID. I got a scratchy throat. Normally, the way my sickness works is I get a sore throat, and then that uh, goes into a tickle in the throat, and then it goes into. Uh, a runny nose, and that and that lasts for another two weeks, which is so much fun for everybody when they get a cold. And I never get a fever or anything like that. This time it was weird. It was like a, a dry, scratchy throat, not a sore throat, a dry, scratchy throat. 
And then yesterday, after I got my coat, I wouldn't. They wanted a test for strep throat, but um, I, <laughs> I can't have them put that thing in the back of my mouth. Turns out I'm not as gay as everybody thought. I. <laughs> I can't have them put in the... I'm like, I'll throw up. No, please don't put that all the way down there. So they tried to do it, and I, I, I bit the guy. So it, uh, yeah, it's not good. So I, I was just like, I, I feel like I don't have strep. I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I didn't have a fever or anything. Then, of course, but they took the rapid COVID test and the main COVID test where they stick that thing all the way up to your brain, and then I had a massive headache yesterday, which I took 600 milligrams of ibuprofen and a nap, and the headache didn't go away. Now, that's not normal. It's uh, pretty much away today, but I could feel it could come on at any minute. So that could be COVID-related. Who knows? But they, the rapid test came back negative, and I'm assuming the COVID will, too. But I really this is a good time for me to have COVID. I don't have any plans for a week or so, so it's okay. <laughs> but if you're going to get COVID, now's a good time. But... Um, I don't think I have it. I think I just ran myself ragged. And do I have a story for you? I mean, you know, a fun story. Not the greatest story of all time, but a fun story for, a, you know, almost 60-year-old man to be out partying like this. This is what you get. You know, and I, I partied for four days straight. When we last left each other, it was the... I had my birthday on Friday, and then I told you what I did on Saturday in Asbury Park. And I was heading to... Olga's birthday party, or our combined birthday parties, you might say, uh, at the the Spaniard, which is on Fourth Street and between Sixth and Seventh Avenue. And I was really not into doing it because I knew that a third day of partying was going to be problematic for me. And then I also had plans on Monday to go out and not drink as much, but certainly eat as much. And you know how I like those two dinner actions because if there's one thing Dave just got good at. It's eaten. <laughs> yeah. And uh, really never getting sick. I mean, except for diarrhea, obviously. But, you know, like I said, you don't get that anymore. Even even from eating bad, normally, it's weird. I don't know what happened. Just went out. I'm telling you, diarrhea is just stress. Unless you really eat something bad, and then you, that's normal. All right. We're not talking about diarrhea today. Or should we? <laughs> it is the final episode. I keep saying it. I don't mean to bum everybody out. I know, uh, you know, a lot of you... Um, need the podcast which makes me happy and you like the podcast and you listen to it every week without fail and i appreciate that so much and of course patreon followers i love you so much i know i say it every week but i don't say it enough i feel like i don't do enough but i it's so great thank you so much so of course do i feel guilty taking a week off of course i do but i feel like you get i'm not howard stern i'm not taking two months off jesus christ but i feel like you know Sometimes a rest is good and you do retool and you just kind of get your thoughts together and do it. Now, I don't Now The problem is I never get my thoughts together. That's the thing. Every time I'm sitting here on the week, I'm like, well, I'll get it together. Like it's, it's Thursday and I'm like, I should get work done, whatever work that is. And then, of course, on, I'm like, well, you know what? I'll start Monday. Like, I'm like anybody else. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm like, let me think about what I need to do about getting work. And I have to get work. I mean, the money is dwindling. That's what makes this next story so terrific. But yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't know. I'm still in a good mood, I guess, because it's Saturday. I'm doing my favorite thing. I don't have any plans. I like that. I find that very attractive in a weekend. And then yet sometimes I like to have plans. Now I know that David Tell, you know, Jeff 
Ross called me, you know, Bumping Mike's is back, and they have a show coming up this Thursday in Morristown, New Jersey, and a show on Saturday in Tarrytown, New York. These are all ones I could go to. And Jeff goes, Dave wants you to do it, but he's being weird about it. I'm like, you know what? I've had enough of this already, so I don't care. And the fact that he just keeps calling me and saying, yeah, we did it, but I already asked such and such to do I'm like, then why are you even tempting me with it in the first place? I mean, why dangle it in front of me like it's some big thing to do? With, well, it is some big thing to do, but I don't, I mean, I, you know what happened last year or two years ago when I hope we got into a huge fight? Who needs it? I mean, I real, I mean, do I need, yes, it pays money. It's fun. It's cool. These are my friends. But I just, I don't, you know, I don't need the, the hassle. And he hasn't called me already. And if, so I'm just assuming Thursday's out and maybe Saturday was in. But now I got other plans. My friends are coming to town, and they never come to town, and they let me stay at their place. My friend William and his uh, husband, <laughs> they're gay. Oh, I, it's, I still have trouble with husband because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in. I, I, it's funny. I, I don't have any problem with gay people, but I have trouble calling somebody a, a husband to a man because, you know, we're old, and it's just new. So, uh, you know, it's uh, getting used to it. And he's the best guy. His name's Alex. And he's like, they're into sports and everything. It's like, a, it's a dream for me. Obviously, when I go there, they're so nice. And I've known them for years, right? So anyway, they're coming to town. And they're like, hey, Miguel's throwing a party. Miguel is a correspondent for ABC. He's like one of those really cool news correspondents, you know, for ABC. And, uh, you know, good, the good-looking older correspondent that's always in the thick of things, you know, trying to make a difference. Uh, so this guy's throwing a party or like a barbecue on Saturday and I'm saying to myself, you know, what's a better deal for me? Probably go into that party with a bunch of gay guys that are in television than opening for a and Jeff, which I'd love to do if things were normal, but Dave's such an idiot that, that that's probably better for me and whatever, because I need a job and I don't know, maybe I can schmooze the, you know, they all, you know, who knows what all they do. I don't know. I got a feeling about it. I get a feeling for some reason that that's going to be a good place for me to go. It's like in Harry Potter 5, where is it Harry Potter 5, where he drinks the, the, the luck potion? And he goes, I just got a good feeling about going to Hagrid's tonight. I really feel that that's the place to be. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Or maybe I'm just convincing myself that they're not going to. But if I'm telling you, if Attell calls on like Friday and says, can you come Saturday? I'm going to be pissed because this could have been two weeks in advance. And that shit really bothers me. And why shouldn't it? You know, why does it got to be like that? Why can't he just say, I want you to open for me? I mean, yes, you're doing me a favor. But is it a favor if you're, if you're last minute? You know, I mean, you know, I, I bring the job. So it's okay. Anyway, I don't know why. Yeah, and and what's, what is my greatest asset? Reading between the lines. No, I'm just kidding. That is so not my favorite asset, but I think about that all the time because I'm just thinking about the... Uh, well, I'm thinking about the line from uh, Cocktail. What is my greatest... Is it asset? What is my greatest asset? Reading between the lines. Into the market now, are we? Mm-hmm. What's my greatest talent? Reading between the lines. And that's what the market's all about. What's my greatest talent? That's what it is. What's my greatest talent? Reading between the lines. And that's what the market's all about. And that is not my greatest talent because the market has failed me. I mean, it was doing me so well during COVID, and now it is a, just an absolute disaster. What a mess. 
So that is not a good way to make money, as maybe I thought it would be. Well, come on, I didn't think I was going to be. Into the stock markets now, are we? Uh, Coughlin's Law, uh, reading between the lines. Barkeep, can you make a red eye? Anyway, for some reason, the fact that I feel that going to a, a gay barbecue is better than opening for bumping mics is really pathetic, but... That's the patheticism of my existence right now. I'm just not sure what to do. But I will tell you this. I think the reason I'm in a good mood is because for the last, like, I've heard from four people this particular week how much they're enjoying the podcast. And you know what? Why wouldn't that make me happy? Obviously, I know a lot of you guys on on Patreon follow me, you know, listen every week, and I appreciate it so much, and it's so wonderful. But... You know, hearing from other people, like, so I did this, uh, I did this, uh, (laughs) well, it keeps on the, I did a a podcast on Tuesday called um, History Homos. (laughs) I I didn't want to tell my friend Lee, because he would make fun of me nonstop. I didn't understand what it was. It's one, it it has nothing to do with uh, homosexuals. It's this wonderful guy, William, who lives in London, who I just met, you know, over the podcast. He DM'd me. I said, sure, I'd love to do it. And it was so much fun. And his uh, friend that lives in Massachusetts, and I had a really good time in the podcast. I've, of course, I have good times on everybody's podcast. But he was so nice, and he listens in London, and that's uh, really kind, and he was very nice and really smart. And it's just uh, they take a different topic every week on history, and they talk about it. I don't know why they call themselves history homos actually because i thought they were both gay because that's what the title would lead lead you to believe but um no and it's nothing about gays but i i I thought maybe it was and i'm like well i have a lot to say about gays so it's cool but uh, no it wasn't like that it was really fun as history homos and uh nice guys fun guys and that was a good time that was on tuesday and I had that planned for a long time i wasn't sure if i was going to be able to talk because my throat was uh so uh sore but everything worked out fine i don't think anybody would know the difference in case for a couple of uh, throat clearing incidents which you know i have on this uh, podcast once in a while i have to do <clears throat> like right there yeah so you know, he was uh, telling me that he listens in london and then i my friend hannah told me she listens and while she was in london it made her feel you know like you know, a little homesick like i want to get back because uh i guess that like everybody has told me they like the new york story so i've got one for you that happened on Sunday, and I wrote it down when I got home that night, completely loaded. I wrote down everything I could remember because I was like, all right, I think this is good podcast material. And I wrote down because I was upset because remember I said I might do the podcast on Monday because I get the feeling Sunday is going to be funny. I wrote down this was (laughs) I was drunk. This was an unbelievable night. Don't let a week dumb it down. Meaning like don't even though you're going to tape it a week later, don't dumb it down. This is a good time because sometimes that happens. I'll write something down that happened on Sunday, and then by Friday I'm just like, eh, I don't know. But this was a classic because, first of all, the thing started at 7, right? I didn't want to go out. I was already hungover from two days of partying, which I can't even do anymore. And then I was like, so I told my uh, Elon said, are, he's like, are you going to Olga's party? I'm like, or he's like We're, we'll be there will you be there we'll be there at 10 i said i won't be there he's like you're not going i said no i'm going at seven o'clock and i'm leaving at 7 30 i'm only staying for a half hour i'm sorry i have to keep uh swap my throat does hurt a little bit 
So, of course, long story short on that aspect, he he got there and I said, he goes, what are you still doing here? And I'm like, oh, no, no. I said, what are you doing here? I thought you said you weren't going to be here until 10. And he goes, it's 1045. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) He knew as well as I. And uh, my friend Chris Murphy was walking with him and his wife, with Elon and his wife. And uh, he goes, well, Dave said he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there at 10. And Chris Murphy goes, he goes, listen, kid, I've known the guy 30 years. There's no way he's he's going to be gone by 10 o'clock. And there's like, no, he made it very clear. He was leaving at 730. Kid, let me explain something to you about Dave Jessica. <laughs> it was so funny. He called me after. He's like, Jesus Christ. He, he does know me so well. Maybe I know myself, too. I don't know what happened. I walk into the place. There's like two of us there, and she's get Olga's getting really upset. She's like, "Oh my god, this party's a bust!" And I'm like, "No, nah, everybody's coming late." And of course, everything was fine. But we're just sitting at this end of the bar, and uh, I put my credit card behind the bar because you know I know I'm gonna buy people drinks. I can't help myself. I am not trying to be a big shot. I just want to buy people drinks because. I'm a happy, fun drunk, and I just, let's have a good time. And that's a great way to, I don't know, what can I tell you? I know I shouldn't be doing it. I can't help myself. I said, well, maybe it'll only be 50 bucks. It, it was $200. I don't want to talk. Let's not talk. No, I don't know what happened. Well, I'll tell you exactly what happened. All right, so I'm there. I'm having a good time. Olga's upset as usual, but uh, she uh, warmed up to everything. And I see this guy, Ryan, who runs these shows. He was a big help to me when I first got fired from my job. And I was getting back into comedy. He runs these shows that put me out. I remember when I could go out on Sundays to get rid of football and do these 5 o'clock shows. It was fantastic. He's a great guy. and um, But horrible drunk. I mean, really bad. Like, he gets, he turns. You know what I mean? Where he gets a little angry and violent. So it's no good. So I was very nervous that he was there, but he was fun, Ryan. And I was like, oh, my God, it's great to see you. And, you know, we're talking and blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll leave that for later. So the party starts uh, filling in and everybody, I don't even remember what happened for a while. I mean, I, I, I don't know how three hours went by where I was just sitting there doing nothing. But this, so this girl comes in and she's dating, I don't want to bring up any names, but she's dating the owner of a big comedy club here in the city, right? And she's this comic, and she's hilarious. In the sense of uh, just her personality's funny. She has this big, thick Italian accent and these two British kids, and she's really funny and, um, like, just talking to her, you know? I feel like if she could work it out on stage, she could be big because it's funny to have the Italian accent, but have, Mommy, do you think that we could get ice cream today? (laughs) Like, eh, shut up, you fucking brat. You know, like, something like that. It's kind of funny. She's cute as a button. And uh, so anyway, apparently this uh, this guy Ryan started to turn and get, you know, angry and drunk. And um, he's talking to that girl, but I can tell he's making a move like he's going to hit her. And there's she's sitting at a table and he's like, like putting his like face in his like he's going to hit this woman. And I and I realized why. Because his roommate got in a huge fight with this girl over the guy who runs the comedy club. And I'd forgotten about that. There's nothing I could do about it. I didn't invite them. I didn't put them together. But I realized he could get violent and angry. And this girl had no idea why this 
Filipino man was going to uh, beat her up. And so I just started petting him, you know, like like a like a like a violent gorilla, soothing him, like stroking his back and his hair. I'm like, come on, buddy, it's all good. Everything's gonna be cool. It's all good. Everybody's having a good time, you know, like this, because I had to I had to like kind of take him away from the table because he was becoming unruly. So uh that kind of stuff. And then that girl like called me the next day, hey, what the fuck was that all about? She's like, thank you so much for saving me i'm like yeah he's a he's a little nuts but uh you know i i i was pretty sure he wasn't gonna hit a girl but when you're that loaded who knows a woman sorry so i was like i said i was like stroking him like you know, like a like i would have played music like a with, with a pan flute if i had had it with me or a a flute to uh, calm him down the savage beast that he is when he's drinking uh that you know but that kind of stuff when it happens oh that's just that's just podcast gold. And that's I'm just like, this is the best party ever because there's a there could be a physical violence and a fight and action and you know, that kind of stuff is very exciting. You know, when there's any kind of drama, when everybody's drinking, that's a good time, right? So that happened. And then of course, the best part, of course, is this girl uh, who I've known for a long time since she was like nineteen. I don't know how old she is now. She's supposed to be in her thirties or something. She's really pretty. And she comes up and she goes, Hey Jessica, you're rich, right? And I'm like, That's right. I don't know what she's going to say after. I guess I should have known. But she goes, yeah, can you be buy my, me and my friend a drink? And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> because what kind of idiot, what kind of man is not going to answer that question? Yes. I mean, it's funny that she answered. It's like somebody told her to come over and say that exact thing because I'm the exact, the exact opposite of rich. But what, how are you going to answer that question? She's really pretty. I'm going to fall for that every time. She obviously knows that. She must know me very well. I don't think she does, actually, because she thinks I'm rich, which is, you know, really hilarious. So she's like, can you buy me and my friend a drink? I'm like, sure, I can. Hey, 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 we're all going to get laid. So, you know, then I'm like, what are you going to do at this point? I've already been buying everybody drinks. Oh, what are you going to do? And then we were doing shots. We were doing tequila shots. And I haven't done tequila shots in a long time. And we were talking about how, you know, I used to, the, the Cuervo Gold is a taboo to these kids these days where that used to be the only available uh, shot to do. And now it's, it's, it's much better and easier shots that they have. And I always remembered that when you wouldn't get the Cuervo Gold, you get the well liquor, the well tequila. Oh, they, they gave us the well tequila. The well tequila these days is, it's uh, apparently at this place was a lot better. But I remember years ago, it used to make me vomit. The well tequila. I don't know what was in that. You had to get the Cuervo Gold. So if it was always uh, darker, it seemed better. But nowadays, the lighter tequilas are more, what do you call them? They're better, I guess. I don't know. All I know is the shots went down pretty good. I was having a good time. And I was drinking. You know, I was up in my game and uh, drinking. I think I had. I was having vodka sodas and tequila. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think, did I have beer there? I don't even know whether I switched over to beer. I don't know. I drank a lot, and it was pretty good. And then I remember I was sitting next to this girl who I'd never met before, but I always say out of our friends, she's a, a comedian. I've never met her, but I've spoken to her on the phone, and I've texted her. She's a comedian. She's a very cute girl, and uh, I don't know whether she's funny or not. I've never seen her, but she's friends with Olga and Elon and you know that kind of crowd. And she always seemed cool. Like every time they would tell me a story, I'm like, wow, that I'll tell you that uh, this, this girl seems like a, a real 
smart girl. You know, she's like in her you know uh, early thirties, and I'm like after all the stories you tell me, she's like he's he's the smartest one. You know, like she's the uh, what do you call it? Like the 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 equalizer. You know, the one that's always the the rational one. You know, out of, out of you idiots. You know what? It, not Elon, but uh, the other ones, right? So. I always thought she was cool. And then I'm sitting there and I'm listening to her talk to her boyfriend on the phone. And she's like, what? No, I'm no, it's just a bar. No, I told you I was going to be late. No, I mean, no, there's not. It's just a couple of people. I, I don't know. What do you want me to do? I just know I'm, I'm not doing anything. I could. And I was, and I looked at it and I'm like, what's the matter with you? Was that, who the fuck was, that was your boyfriend? She goes, yeah. And I'm like, well, how long have you been dating him? Then he, already treating you this way she's like four months and i'm like you know i am really disappointed in you i had high hopes for this girl being cool and uh like the only rational girl in that age group you know of august age group that would be perfectly normal and then when you hear somebody a woman being treated that way after four months i mean if they were married or if they were together a couple of years or whatever but what the, what the fuck who is this guy going like where are you I thought I told you not to go to that bar tonight. What's the matter with you? That's what I'm hearing on the other line. I'm like, what's, uh, that is so disappointing. I mean, I remember thinking that. I'm like, I hope you're happy with this. I mean, really, that's, that kind of shit just drives you. Four months, somebody's already being like, hey, what, what are you doing at that bar? I told you not to go on a bars anymore with your friends. Remember what I told you that? The hell's the matter with you? When you come back home, I swear to God, I'm going to give you a smack. He's pulling the uh, the honeymooners. Bang, zoom. When you get home, oh boy, I'm going to give it to you good. So anyway, we're all hanging out. And I don't even know what time it was. But, well, I know what time it was. They were turning the lights on. The place It was over. I mean, everything's closing earlier. So I don't know what time it was. But the lights were on and we had to go because we definitely would have stayed. And this really handsome guy comes over and he seemed to know me and he was the most handsome guy I've ever seen. Like he was so handsome. I, I, I thought about him the next day. <laughs> I, it was weird. I'm like, well, that guy was so handsome. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was very embarrassing for me. I wasn't even going to tell anybody. I'm like, boy, that guy really was handsome, but he really was this like great looking guy. And he was a you know i'm such a i'm like a girl with this guy because he's like hey dave this is a great time it was like that kato caitlin story i don't know use my name in a sentence i just fall for it so then we all decided to go to this other place and like um all the people that were still hanging around we went to this other place called fiddlesticks which i don't even know where it was i think it's near there but we're all walking together and of course i've always known going to the second place is never the good nothing good ever happens there I've said this multiple times, but um, I was like, I'm still ready to drink. And we go to this place and I don't know, maybe there's 10 of us. Uh, Sheba Mason is there too, now that I think about it. And we're all just walking down the street, going to the next place. And of course, Fiddlesticks, it's closing because everything is closing. I mean, everything's closing at midnight now. It's weird when even though I say that's good for me once in a while, you know, I, I, I want the clubs open because I, I could use another drink. And they're closing, and this handsome guy talks to the bartender, and she's being a real bitch. And he goes, well, can we just do a couple shots before you close? And she's like, fine. So he goes, everybody, pile up some money to pay for these shots. And I immediately give him $20 because I know no one else is going to listen. And I'm, I don't know what to do. And I've already paid $200. Ugh, right? Whatever. Let's give him 20 bucks. And he, I think he footed most of the bill. 
and she gives us like 10 tequila shots and I take a sip and I totally should have vomited. It was so gross. Everybody hated it. Nobody knows what that tequila was. We think she was trying to poison us. She definitely pulled a fast one on us. I don't know what was in there. It must have been the lowest of low tequila, and he tipped her well, and this woman at this fiddlesticks is an asshole. You know, just just don't let anybody drink if you're going to be that way. Just, just say, we're closed. There's nothing I can do about it. So she was trying to make an extra money, and then just it was really rude. So this tequila, thinking about it now, it's making me sick. I took one sip. I put it back on the table. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to swallow this. I'm going to throw up. And so then I kept walking around. I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I was telling Chris Murphy, he doesn't drink. I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. I don't think I've ever thrown up at a bar. After all these years, I don't think I've ever thrown up at, like, at, 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 outside. I've always thrown up the next day. you know, Or at least I've always made it home. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think of it now. But I've, I've always thrown up like the next day. So I was like, I don't think... And I'm like, no, I could do it. And I was walking around, I was like rubbing my belly. And I'm like, no, I'm going to, that drink put me over the top. Something is wrong. And I had to go outside. I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I got to find a place to throw up. I can't believe I'm going to throw up. I'm like, but I, but I do feel that if I throw up, I can continue to drink, which is again, something I never thought could be a thing too. But I'm like, I'm going to, I have to throw up. This is not sitting well. I don't know what the fuck was in that drink, but that little sip put me over the edge. Just the the taste or the smell or something was doing it. And so I went to, so it was pretty quiet outside. This is on, I think it's on 8th Street. And it was pretty quiet. It's a really nice block, 8th Street. So like, that's the thing. That bar is in a good place. It's a nice block, but everything was quiet because it's shutting down. So there are no other bars open. And they have all the, um, you know the street, the restaurant streets. Uh, the the the, you know the 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 what am I th- what am I talking about? You know since COVID, the little shacks with the where you can sit and eat outside, the dining areas. So I'm like, I can go in between one of these. I'm looking where nobody's around. I don't want anybody to see me. And I found a place, and I'm like, all right, I think this is it. There's nobody here. Nobody will see it. I'm gonna throw up on one of these shacks, <laughs> and I can't believe that this is happening. I can't believe after all these years, this is the day. This is the big day. (laughs) And I lean over to hurl, and this just sound comes out. Like, like it was really loud. Like a heave, but no vomit. Like a big heave and a loud one where I thought, like, you know, it was embarrassing where somebody might have heard it because it, I don't I, I can't explain it again that's never happened and just a heave no vomit nothing and and then I was fine it was the strangest thing ever and then all I needed that girl I was just telling you about she had a two a container of juicy fruit gum at the bar and I go kid I need that gum now. And she goes, oh, I left it at the bar. And I'm like, you know what? You are really trying my patience. Maybe your boyfriend is right. I ought to give you a smack while you little carrying around the entire time at the bar. And she leaves. I finally need, that's all I need is some goddamn gum. Before I have my Listerine strips. Meanwhile, isn't that odd? Nothing came out. And then I was fine. 
I was perfectly fine. And then we decided we're going to go to Olga's house. We're all going to go to Olga's apartment, which is so funny because then I used to do that with people. Hey, we'll go to my place. That's something I just never do anymore. And we went to her place and we bought some beer. This guy, uh, Gordy, was really great. He bought some beer because I, I couldn't spend any more money. And, uh, you know, I had a couple more beers and we hung out. And then, of course, Olga lost her phone. So that was the evening. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know what. Of course she lost her phone. That's uh, what she did. So everybody spent the whole evening looking for it. But, you know, it was just a bunch of people just hanging around. And I just wanted to have a little bit more to drink. And I was having a good time. And then uh, I got into a fight with Sheba because she asked to do my uh, West Side Comedy show. And I said, you're not vaccinated. And she says, I am. And I said, I don't believe you. And then she told me to go fuck myself. And uh, I tried to give her a hug. And she goes, get away from me. Don't touch me. And, that, and that's how I left. And I go, that was hilarious. I'm just glad I left. It seemed like that was the right time to leave. I don't know. It was just, it's time to go. You know what I mean? Just have the clock. I was definitely the oldest one there. But that's not, I don't think that's the reason I left. It was just that I didn't see the night going anywhere else. So I left and then I'm just sitting there and I don't even know what time it is. Maybe it's three. I don't know. But I was out on the street and it was a great night. The weather was perfect. And I'm like, I got to do a little walking because I'm pretty wasted, but not falling down or anything. And then I walk from, she pretty much lives on the river on the west side by the Hudson and I walked all the way over to the East River. So I walked the entire length uh, or the entire width of Manhattan all the way to 14th and 1st. I know it doesn't sound uh, much because it's only 14, but it's the blocks don't coincide with the numbers. But yeah, I walked all the way and I went to that Halal Guys store again. And I'm like, I'll get something to eat, I guess, because I don't think I had eaten all day. And it was just so funny because I was about to throw up two, three hours before. And I'm like, yeah, I need something to eat. So I went to that place, and then I got a city bike, and I rode home. And it was, uh, and I guess I get, oh, I guess I got home. I don't know when I got home. And then I got, and then I ate, and I went to bed. I don't, I really don't remember the rest of it. I just remember going like, wow, that was a fun night. I just wish I hadn't spent so much money. And it was a fun. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of entertainment. I don't know whether I've described it as well as when it happened. Maybe because it happened a week ago, even though I wrote everything down. But it was fun. And so by this time, now it's the third day that I'm hungover and I can't really concentrate on anything. And I'm supposed to go out Monday night. My friend Alina and outside Steve from the Comedy Cellar are taking me to where they're like, we'll take you wherever you want to go. I'm like, I want to go to that Korean barbecue place in Fort Lee. Fort Lee, New Jersey, over the bridge. She goes, great, I'll pick you up. And I'm like, you're the best. She should pick, pick me up. Got high. Went to uh, New Jersey. It's right over the bridge, like directly over the bridge. You don't have to go very far. And the reason why I like going there is because it's New Jersey. So the place is nice and big, and it's clean, and it's got windows. You know, it was great. And they first put us at the actual barbecue, you know, where you barbecue the food. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I just want them to barbecue it and bring it to me. So we move tables because that, that barbecue, well, then it gets all over your clothes and everything. And I'm not sure if I get, I think that was a novelty once, but frying or 
skilleting my own meat. And I'm like, let them do it. What am I doing? Why am I taking their, uh, screw that. So we had, you know, I had some beers. We had some soju shots. So I was drinking again and like smoking. And then, uh, and then I ate. <coughs> Sorry, I told you there would be, well, maybe I didn't tell you there would be coughing and there would be wheezing, but we're getting through it. So then we ordered like this short rib beef, like for all of us, like three, we ordered, we all ordered the same thing. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to get another one. Not because she was, well, maybe because she was, but she's like, no, please get whatever you want. I'm like, well, I could probably eat more. Maybe I was taking advantage. I don't know. You know how I'm into my two dinners lately. I guess I am taking advantage. I don't know. I was still hungry and it was so delicious. So I ordered another, <laughs> another one. <laughs> and it comes with like lettuce wraps and rice it was good damn delicious it was unbelievable because then we were supposed to go to this place and get chicken parm heroes no you heard me right now you're wondering if you've never seen me before you're like wait this guy must be three four hundred pounds well i was going to save him for the next day meanwhile i've never been able to get that home without eating it but place was closed so i'm like wait we're not going to get the chicken parm here this is the worst birthday ever but it was really great and she her and her daughter bought me a, a new comforter because remember i told you i washed my comforter once and i washed it the wrong way and it's always been crappy my cleaning lady's been trying to buy me they actually got me one for for my birthday i couldn't even believe it from bed bath and beyond and a comforter is very personal thing so it was a gutsy call and, I, and i'm like well i love it i'm just not happy it's a little brighter than what i usually like i like a darker color i feel that's more sleep conducive but it's so pretty i was like no i i, I would like it i mean it's so nice it's a nice comforter isn't that sweet it was like very nice, and I, and all I've done to them has been complete a complete douchebag. So I don't know why they're being so nice to me. <laughs> but uh, she is a nurse, so maybe she's used to taking care of people. Yeah, wasn't that nice? And the, so then we went. She she loves driving over Fort Lee. I guess she's from there, and she was showing us all these places. And they have this roll up ice cream place. I don't know if you ever heard of it. They like you know make it in front of you, and they and it's like little rolls of ice cream. So we ordered that, and that took like that took like a half hour. It takes so long because they have to do it individually, and we were just waiting outside. But like it was a nice night, and we were in Jersey in a pleasant location, so we didn't mind hanging around. And then we just walked over to this like building, went to the second like floor where there was this landing. I don't know. I was like, how did you know about this place? And just ate the ice cream overlooking this little town. It was delightful. I'm like, how did you even know this existed? She goes, I, I didn't. I, I mean, she's just good at like um, spontaneity and making things work out. This girl, she's really good at that. And she also knows me really well that I'm going to be sad if things don't work out. Right, my throat's getting a little scratchy. So then she took me home. It was so nice. I mean, she dropped me off at my door again. I'm like, this, you don't have to do that. I'd come meet you. She lives on the Upper West Side. I was like, damn, that was another good night. But then the next morning, uh, finally, you know, I had a very big sore throat and scratchy because four days of partying and smoking, I think, really did its toll, which, of course, I told you was going to happen. And then, you know, four days later, the sore throat wasn't going away. So I decided I better go to the city MD because normally it, you know, at least morphs into something else. So I did. They looked at my throat and they're like, I don't see anything wrong with it. So I don't know. I mean, it's scratchy now, but that's because I'm using it. So here's the worst part. I mean, if we're going to stay on this eating topic, here's the worst part <laughs> or 
the best part if you love the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I know you're supposed to pretty much drink hot liquids when you have a sore throat. I took some Advil, all that kind of stuff. But I was just thinking, come on, how can a cool thing not be great to soothe the back of your throat, right? And I'm like, you know what I need is like a milkshake. Obviously. I obviously have to have a milkshake. So I'm like, well, you know what would be better than a milkshake? A Frosty's from Wendy's. A Wendy's Frosty. And I'm like, yeah, of course. That's And you know, as long as I'm getting the Frosty, well, I might as well get a double cheese everything and a baked potato. And as long as we're getting that, I might as well get some nuggets too. So I ordered all that because telling myself, well, this is for medicinal purposes. <laughs> Couldn't even get it out. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I've left the Frosty in the freezer, and when my throat is scratchy, I keep taking little sips. Of- <laughs> and I'm like, I oh, know this is good for you. It's from a medicinal- <laughs> fucking idiot. Oh, I don't, I can't, I mean, what? Who thinks like that? No wonder I don't have a job. I mean, Jesus Christ, how the fact that I have lived this long by myself in New York City is a goddamn miracle. My guess is that's why you enjoy this program, because you're like, this guy, how does he survive? My sister even said that the other day. We're all fascinated on how you live on a day-to-day basis. I'm like, me too. I don't like to think about it. There's no secrets. I try not to think about it. And when I think about it, I I usually uh, get high and eat something. And then I don't think about it. It's beautiful. I think about it until about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And then when I realize there's really nothing I can do after 5 o'clock, then I relax. It's beautiful. I've always felt that way. When you don't have a job, you you panic, panic, panic until about 5 o'clock. And then who are you going to call at 5 o'clock? I mean, I know things are different these days. But in my mind, I'll just say, well, I can't really make any waves after 5 o'clock. So we'll just, <laughs> oh, let's get high. Woo. Meanwhile, I think getting high really messed up my throat too. So I can't do that. And anyway, today, you know, being Saturday, I'm making a tuna noodle casserole for dinner. How about that? That doesn't make any sense. What happened to the tacos and the Chinese food? I don't know. I was just feeling it. I'm going to have tuna noodle casserole today. I don't know why. Most people think that's disgusting, but I love it. You know, there's always a couple of things that your mother makes that aren't very good that you just like until the day you die. My sister's totally that way, like spaghetti with ketchup. That I was never involved with, but my sister loves it. Liza still likes spaghetti with butter, you know, because I think her mother used to, my sister used to make it like that or something. And as you know, my mother loves potted chicken, you know, from the 1930s. So these are the kind of things, uh, you know, I guess that's probably why I like cereal so much. Although, you know, not eating it again for a while. I think I, I think I overdid it because I was having, you know, for my dessert after my Saturday meals was cinnamon toast crunch with bananas and chocolate syrup. And I, I think I'm, that's not going to work anymore because that's what I used to eat as a kid at my grandmother's house. So I'm like, well, that's a real treat. And as long as I'm using the cereal as a dessert and not for breakfast, it seemed okay. But uh, it's a little too much. The milk is a little too filling, a little too filling. Meanwhile, I just bought some of those Pillsbury rolls for, oh my God, I'm a mess. I was just walking around without a shirt all week because I was hot and I'm just like, I was too fat. So I couldn't even wear a shirt. And I was just walking around, you know, shirtless, which I never do. 
in my apartment. I'm always wearing a shirt and, you know, some sort of shorts or something, right? Or just, you know, so I, I don't walk around naked or anything, but nobody does, do they? <clears throat> I could, but yuck. Uh, but I'm always usually wearing a shirt, but this time I was wearing, um, I wasn't wearing one. I was just walking around and I'm just looking at myself. <laughs> like, I tried not to look at myself. And then one, uh, the other day, I guess I did. And I'm like, oh, my God. I got to do something about it as I'm eating the doubles. I got to I shut my mind because I was really just walking around aimlessly. I was so like sick, but not sick. Like I wouldn't, I didn't have a fever or anything. I was just like, Ugh, I don't know because it had been four days out and then four days in. I never left the house Tuesday until I went to the city MD on Friday and I'm not leaving the house today, but that's the plan. I love a good Saturday where we do the podcast, put it together, put out other stuff, the Billy Joel stuff. Meanwhile, we had our, there's just no other way to put it. Gay Billy Joel watch party. <laughs> it's just so weird that the people are into it. And I mean, we love doing it. It's just so strange. Uh, so we, you know, we there's a bunch of people that love Billy Joel the way we like talking about it. And we put together this, me and Elon put together this watch party. And I put together clips like I have on the podcast. I uh, gave you a free ticket or $5, but uh, free to our Maggie level subscribers. And People just joined. I put together these clips, like video clips of uh, just editing stuff together that was funny and Billy Joel relevant. And we had a really good time. It was an hour and a half show. Julian Villard performed an amazing rendition of Allentown, amazing rendition, and a great rendition of My Life, which I told him not to do because we were only doing the A and the A and E's, but whatever. And Mike Vecchione was hilarious. I mean, really hilarious. It's hard to do comedy on Zoom, but he was really terrific. So that was great, and we had a really good time, and it was so much fun. And we had about like twenty people there, twenty five people, so it was nice, and it was really, it was just, I don't know, it was a good time, and I was like, just, I hope my voice holds out, and it did. I don't know, we'll definitely probably do it again, you know, in December, finish a couple more letters, and do it again. It was, um, it was rather interesting, a Billy Joel watch party, and uh, you know we have. Um, you know, a couple of listeners to our podcast in in Spain and Australia, and they were like, oh, how can we get the link? So I put it on YouTube. I mean, but with a secret code because they paid for it, which is really nice. And it, it was really fun. And that was Wednesday. And thank God that was at home. And then usually, as you know, I go to my mom's on Thursdays, but I was like, I don't know. What if I got COVID? I can't, you know, nowadays, you know, years ago with a sore throat, I probably would have gone to my mother's house or anybody. I would have gone out anywhere. Just like, it's my thing. But nowadays, it's too risky to infect other people with, uh, you know, if you have something, you don't know what it is. So it, it was good to stay in, but, you know, also just a little sad because I had such a nice four days actually going out and interacting with people and being in the big city. And it was kind of fun. So now I'm back to my old ways. But again, I love the Saturdays, you know, I'll just do this. And then we'll tape a little Billy Joel action. Then I'll uh, edit these things and cook dinner and I don't know. Oh, I'm going to be on Marina's show. I'm taping on Saturday, of course. So Marina has this three o'clock show that's live that we do sometimes if I'm available on Saturdays, which is just so much fun. And they just make fun of me being racist and it's hilarious. And, you know, thinking about that guy from uh, Jeopardy who keeps getting screwed and he stepped down because he made all these sexist uh, anti-semitic and racist comments i guess 
but you know they, they just won't tell you what they are now they finally did tell us what the sexist ones was and they were very sexist so I'm, but i'm dying to hear what the jewish comments were because i want to judge for myself if this guy's for real because because let's face it folks they're going back eight years on the podcast for this guy if i was ever to host you know the price is right or jeopardy they'll obviously listen to this well, maybe I'll take it down immediately. <laughs> no, but there's no way to get rid of it. Uh, and then they'll say, like, you know, they'll definitely know I was doing all this stuff, but I don't think it'll be the same. That guy really was sexist. Like, if he was saying really horrible things. I may say a girl's hot or something. I mean, I know I've uh, made fun of uh, with my niece here with a girl gained a lot of weight or something, but, um, well, I guess, you know, nowadays you're just canceled for everything. So, you know, there's no way to win. Ah, well, I don't think I got to worry about that for a while. And if I do, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to double down and I'm going to tell everybody to fuck off. <laughs> yes, because the worst is apologizing for being a jerk off. No apologies. That's the name of my new podcast. Remember told you to do a bunch of podcasts. Next podcast, no apologies. The Dave Juskow tour. Hey, everybody. Fuck you. Hey, oh, oh, oh. Oh, by the way, everyone moved out of my floor. Every, I have a little vestibule of like four apartments. Everyone's gone. I'm the last one standing. I had no idea. I knew the doctor across the hall moved out. I knew my other crazy neighbor moved out. I had no idea the older couple moved out. And my super told me yesterday, yeah, they hated you. They moved out because of you. And I'm like, oh, I figured that. But uh, when? I didn't even hear anything. I mean, I heard a bunch of movement, but I just, I don't know what I thought it was. I thought they were cleaning the apartments. These walls are terrific. I didn't hear a goddamn thing. But it's just so, I'm so lonely now. I, I can't believe they moved out. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't even know why. I'm the last person here. It's lonely. Now I can, when I go get the paper in the morning, I just go out there naked. I mean, like I said, I don't walk around the house naked, but now I actually strip to go out there naked because I can, because I'm not going to run into anybody, although they have been showing the houses to the apartments to people. In fact, that's how I found out. Some douchebag who's showing the apartment across the way rang my bell. I'm sitting there. And my, I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on, because I'm, you know, I'm not wearing any pants. It's, it's the morning. And then um, I open the door, and I'm like, yeah? And he's like, oh, I rang the wrong bell. I'm showing this. And I'm like, wait, they moved? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll find you some nice neighbors. And I'm like, you better. Or it's your head. I'm going to tell whoever you're in charge with that you rang my bell, jerk off. Yeah, I let him have it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, wearing underwear, I had to shower like every day last week. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, when was the last time you guys showered every day? Remember? I mean, during COVID, nobody was showering, right? But now it's like uh, I, I showered on maybe I showered Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I mean, I used up all my underwear. I have a very special underwear, and it's very expensive. It's hard to buy, so I, I had to do laundry yesterday. I'm not used to showering all the time. I had stuff to do every day. It was very exciting, and I've got to tell you, so yesterday when I, you know, I was in this, oh, this like, I don't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on with my body, my throat, and so yesterday I showered to go to the city MD. I wanted to look, a, you know, in case there was a hot doctor. No, I just showered. I'm like, I'm going to shower. I'm going to shower. I'm going to get myself going. I'm going to go. And it made, boy, what a fucking difference. And I say this all the time in the podcast. I'm like, I know we should be showering every day because it makes a big difference. It gets you up and gets it going. 
And yet, you know, when you're home and you have nowhere to go, you're like, why should I shower? But it seems to really make a definite difference. And then it was funny. I had a splitting headache yesterday, and yet I got so much done. I did my, you know, when I got home, like around 8 o'clock at night, <clears throat> I um, did my laundry. I cleaned the kitchen. I, I started writing like a biography. I mean, it's like it was, and with the splitting headache, all because I showered and I was like dressed. Now, why I can't apply this on a daily basis when I'm telling you that this is a good thing, I, I don't know. That's a whole other story, but that's that's the Dave Juskow story. It's hard to explain. Meanwhile, when I was there about Sunday, uh, this guy Ryan Reese was there. Ryan Reese has been very kind to me. Uh, he is a comedian. He's also the warm-up guy for Seth Meyers, and he's a, a joke writer on that show, and he's a comedian. He's a really good warm-up guy. And he does a show at the cellar, and he was telling me because I think he likes me because he saw me open for a tell and told Sheba about me and stuff, so we were able to reconnect and I could be on her show. <clears throat> and um, he said to me, he was drinking, but he goes, "You just you gotta not suck, and then I could put you on my shows." And I'm like, "Right." He goes, "No, just you know, don't suck and be good." Like I saw you with the tell, and then I could put you on my shows. I'm like, "No, no, I I know what you're saying." It's like I totally understood. I wasn't taking it like it's a bad thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah, I got to try and not suck. He's right. I do have to try. If I, I mean, I look, if I never did comedy again, I really wouldn't care. But I just got to get better. But I, I, it's hard to get better until, unless you're doing it all the time. And I'm always have these month long breaks. My next show, if you're in town, is Thursday, September 2nd at the Westside Comedy Club. It is me, Dan Natterman, who just wrote a new book. Ira Spiro, I think it is. Whatever it is, it's it's uh, you should buy it. It's it's good. It's I'm in the fifth chapter, so it seems okay. And this guy Tom Takar that I was telling you about that was terrific uh, at that disastrous Olga thing. And um, me. And then I think I might move the show to Wednesdays. I can't decide because more people are in town. She's letting me do whatever I want. It's the only place I can play in town. It's pretty goddamn sad, but uh, it's my fault, I guess, because I stink. So I got to get better. I'm going to come up with some new material, which I haven't done in the past 30 years, and everybody knows it. But that's the only show I have going on, which is sad in a way. I'm also uh, working on this uh, sports show, which I guess will start Tuesday, September 9th. I don't know whether it's going to be through the Comedy Cellar again or something else, but I'll be doing like a sports pick'em show again starting September 9th through this new uh, agency, I think, called Radio Misfits or something like that. You know, I'll tell you on September 7th. It'll all be squared away when we see each other again a couple more things before we go here in uh, new york city there's going to be a cuomo musical apparently one of his political consultants who was in jail for a while uh, hates cuomo and wrote a musical uh, called what is it called i don't know a turtle on a fence. Oh, a turtle on a fence post. That's what it calls, and they're beginning previews in October. It's at that those places on 42nd Street. So I might get tickets to that because that sounds hilarious. The worst part is I was like, wait a minute. I showed an audition to play Cuomo. It would be perfect. Uh, but they're already, I guess, doing it already. Damn it. I'd be perfect for that except for the fact my, my voice goes at the drop of a hat. There would be no more drinking and no getting high. So is it worth doing a... A Broadway play? <laughs> no. And the other thing was, there's this thing about city bikes scamming. Uh, so they have a picture. Uh, it's 
They're stealing city bikes by switching. You can scan the bike with your phone and it has the QR codes, but these thieves are switching the QR codes. And so when you're scanning it, they take the bike waiting for you to come by and then take it. And then they just take the bike on your dime. So you got to watch out for a bunch of troublemakers now with the city bike, which is another disaster, especially the fact that there were so limited uh, electric bikes the other night, which was really pissing me off, of course. I don't know why they can't put that together. Oh, they'll be back when it's cold and nobody's riding the bikes except me. But for now, they were very difficult to find, and I don't like that because the last thing I want to do is take a regular bike home at night i'd rather take a taxi then but to take a electric bike you know late at night that's fine because i can take it slow and easy it's almost like taking a motor scooter you don't have to put a lot of effort into it so that works but yeah i'm not taking i'm not ready for a full workout up a hill after i've been drinking that is not fun but i feel like taking the regular electric bike the city bike even even though you're pedaling is just as good as taking the motor scooter Thank you. I don't know why I told you that. I just felt I did. I, I finally finished, by the way. <clears throat> Never have I ever. Such a great show. I finally finished the second season. That was terrific. What else did I watch? Did I watch anything? I think I told you everything I watched. So I don't know. I thought I had something else. I think I got to wrap up early today. My voice is uh, kind of going. I know you understand, but I feel bad for leaving you for a uh, a uh, not as long podcast on the the last one we're having for uh, a week but it's just a week and then we'll be back after the world comes back together again after labor day and rosh hashanah yeah rosh hashanah the jewish holidays come so early this year that we're actually having the dinner labor day labor day is rosh hashanah eve we will be going to i think we're going to rhoda's uh you know with our strained family at this point but i think we're going to eat labor day that that is so early and i think yom kippur is uh the 16th so and then remember uh for billy's birthday you know pizza hut so i'm very excited about that i think there's a wolfgang's coming up see i'm all the only thing i'm excited about is not work or comedy but all these uh eating that i'm gonna have to do which uh i really like to schedule a lot of meals that's the most important thing. But I was thinking the other day that I'd like to go back to SoulCycle, but it's too expensive. So I wondered to invest in a Peloton. But I, of course, I can't now. But I was like, what if I could somehow find the money to do it? I don't know. I got to do some form of exercise. I was doing it during COVID, and then once COVID stopped, Everything went back. I stopped doing the exercise. Of course, that obviously that that little area of the FDR drive isn't helping because that was my walk at least. So, yipes! I got to come up with something that I enjoy doing. That's gonna you know make me want to exercise. That and I've got to figure out something to do on Sunday nights so I don't sit there and just uh, be depressed watching football again. You know. I gotta find a Sunday night activity. I'm thinking maybe I'll just go down to the shore sometimes uh, with my new friends down there. I don't know. Gotta find a Sunday at five o'clock activity. Gotta find a dinner buddy or something. And I, you know, it's fucked up. 
that I cannot find somebody to go out with on Sunday nights. It's, it's not cool. I need a standard, strict schedule that I know I will be out of the house so I do not get depressed. That is a very important thing. And maybe a Monday morning breakfast. But who knows? Because maybe I'll have a job by then. What job that is, I have no idea. I swear to God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get a job somewhere. Who wants to go back working on a law firm? Nobody. I don't want to do that. I mean, that really gets so, so annoying. Uh, I don't care. Right now, I'm definitely not working until Labor Day. So that's something. So the vacation continues. I'll tell you all about uh, next week uh, when my friends come to town and the big gay party. <laughs> and I'll make notes about everything that happens in this next two weeks. And I guess, yeah, I'll have already had my show. You're all, of course, I, as I say, welcome to come to Westside Comedy Club, 7 p.m. Or I might change the time because there's nothing after because nobody's going to be there because it's goddamn Labor Day weekend. But whatever, September 2nd. And uh, I will uh, regale you with everything that's happened in two weeks as we bring our new format. It's youthful and it's edgy coming up September 7th. So be there. And then I guess we'll start something with the Comedy Cellar again. I don't know, but I promise you that you'll know everything I know when we come back. So have a great holiday weekend. Have a great rest of your August. And just be safe, get vaccinated, and I will see everybody on the new year. Yes, the Jewish new year. You're welcome, America. We'll see you next time. It's me, Dave Jesco. I love all of you. See you next time on the Night Fly. Good night.